Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. All right. Right now here on Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions, I'm talking with a band from Tacoma called Punish the Scribes. A couple members of this band are going to be releasing an album November 20th called The Ancients judge the folly of man first off uh welcome to the show what, what's your name and what do you do for punish the scribes i'm mike uh, i play guitar and uh a little bit of vocals i'm tristan i play guitar and do some vocals and that's about it so you guys are out in the the middle of nowhere right now is that right or, or are you in tacoma proper yeah we're out in black diamond actually is where we rehearse and so okay where we keep our secret secret subterranean layer. So I was going to, I I think I called you guys a Tacoma band. Is that incorrect? Are you guys a black diamond band? Uh, maybe. All right. We, we label ourselves. <laughs> We're pretentious. Rep- representing black diamond, bro. Yeah. <laughs> At least unincorporated King County. I like it. Okay. I like it. Um, all right, guys. Well, who, uh, whoever wants to jump in, I'd, I'd love to hear kind of an origin story of, uh, of the band. If, if you don't mind, whoever wants to hop in and kind of fill me in with, uh, when this started and you know, how'd you guys meet and all that stuff? Well, I, Mike and I've known each other since, uh, we were like 13 we oh, were in wow. a band high school called Freud. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we, life happened. We moved away. I moved away, came back. Eventually we started playing together again. I don't know, 2012, something like that. And slowly started doing more as we had time mm-hmm. and it came this eventually. So when did, uh, officially punish the scribes? Uh, when did you like christen it with a name and, and it become this project? 2015, maybe. Okay. Awesome. Maybe before. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, about then. Right on. So, so how how has your you know how has your uh, taste and or at least the music that you guys uh, created together how has that shaped and, and changed? In in high school, you said you're in a band called Freud together. Uh, is it similar styles of music or not really? There, you could go back and look at that old stuff and hear you know kind of the beginnings of you know, what we were influenced by, you know, shoegaze bands and bands like the Vibe Burning and Starflyer and uh, Mike and I getting into metal and things like that in high school. But, uh, you know, we went and did other things. I was in a few instrumental bands, uh, Waves and Radiation and They Rise, We Die for a while. Mm-hmm. 
And um, when we started jamming together, it was just playing old songs from stuff we'd written in high school is where we started. <laughs> and just kind of having fun jamming in the basement. I run a studio in Tacoma, and I'm also the sound guy at the Plaid Pig. So I'm yeah. pretty busy doing music stuff all the time for a living. So this has always been kind of a side thing for us and a hobby because we all have kids and wives yeah. and jobs businesses and um i mean it's it, you can see the progression the stuff that we started writing at first before we kind of got the moniker was a little more in the vein of like hum failure mm-hmm. kind of thing and then we were trying to do some heavier and heavier stuff and this is what came out nice well uh so so you must have um had a little bit of time on your hands as well. I, I, I would, that would be too much to assume. I know that you are a dad and whatnot, but during the pandemic, uh, obviously a lot of shows weren't happening. Uh, and, and you being a, a sound guy at the plaid pig, uh, Tristan, did you have a lot more time to dedicate to the band or, or maybe is that an, an assumption that's wrong? We, this record was, has been written for about three years. Okay. So it's not a pandemic through, record through life. Uh, you know, things that have gone on we've had some health issues with some of the guys and family and all that stuff and uh some changes in our lineup uh that have been for the better now but kind of that was holding us back from getting this done and kind of like you know i'm an audio engineer so it's kind of like a mechanics car i never get time to work on my own stuff and so we went in in january i had broken my ankle in october we were supposed to go into november oh wow had to postpone until i could at least walk in a boot again uh, and started tracking it in January. We did all the basics live at uh, the studio I work out of in Tacoma, Mountain House out of Sound West, mm. and then came back here and did all the vocals and a few overdubs. And then I mixed it at Mountain House and Tony Reed from Moss Generator. Yeah. And we mastered it, and he did an amazing job. Awesome. So, well, definitely became oh, sorry. a sorry. What were you saying? Uh, it became a pandemic project because we finally got the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You finally had that time to, to dedicate to your own thing as opposed yeah. to always working on everyone else's stuff. Do you find it difficult uh, being as someone who, who records other people's projects? Do you ever find it difficult to, to, to work on your own and, and, and be able to finally just like be done with it? I'm sure like you're, you're probably yeah. a, a perfectionist. Once it was back from mastering and, you know, went off to pressing and stuff, once that job was done, it was a big relief for me because I didn't have to listen to it anymore. Yeah. But it, I mean, it is difficult because by the time I get done at work or I'm uh, either at the studio or at the pig, I kind of don't want to listen to music. So working on my own stuff is when we have rehearsal once a week here, that's when I get time to do it. And sometimes, you know, life and family and shows, especially for me, if I've got a show at the pig, I got to work. So, yeah. you know, sometimes that gets us pushed to the side a little bit. So aside from the band uh, in uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you said your name is Mike, right? That's correct. Uh, Mike, uh, what, what do you do beside the band? I'm assuming you're not, you know, living off of uh, royalties from punished scribes. <laughs> no, no I, I work in a family business, been doing that for uh, way too long. Uh, coming up on what almost 20 years now so nothing exciting though i don't get Uh, a hob you know other bands and destroy my eardrums with fun stuff yeah 
You just get to look at decking materials. Yeah. <laughs> How were you guys able to stay sane, you know, during the pandemic when, when, you know, a, a lot of my outlet personally has just been, you know, going out and seeing bands and stuff. Obviously we couldn't do that. Um, you know, and, and, and that was kind of like a release of, you know, whatever, if I had like a crap day, but obviously we couldn't have that. How'd you guys stay sane? Or is that an assumption that you did stay sane? I think there was a little bit of going crazy. I have 11 year old twins. So oh, yes. I a with them, you know, doing, cause at that point it was almost like homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So um, he's spending a lot of time with them doing dad stuff. And we spent a lot of time together as a family and my wife and I've been together married for 13 years. So oh. it was nice to get some family time where we were, forced to be together i guess yes yes uh that and you know working on this record was a lot of it we started you know other than an injury and trying to figure out what we were doing and you know hanging out getting stuff fixed and ready to go when we reopened at the pig yeah so yeah for me i'm you know always been a bit of an an introvert and Mm anti-social so not much difference really just hang out with your kid and your wife and there you go. I would have hardly noticed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, so if you were having, or if you are having a crappy day and that's not hard to imagine with the past, you know, 18 months or so, is there an album that you can always reach to that'll like either lift your spirits, uh, release some tension or just put you in a good place that you need to be? Is there, is there an album that's a go-to for you? And Tristan, let's start with you. Uh, I mean, I have such a big music collection of stuff to sure, pick. Name a few, you know. Uh, you know, one that I go back to is an early one for me is the Violet Burning self title is always a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, what same year I think is uh, Neurosis is through Silver and Blood. Yeah, those are generally good go tos for me. And Mike, what about you? Uh <sighs> Probably, I'd say, I don't know, October Rust, Typo Negative. Is, yeah. Finds a lot of play in the rotation. Spooky season is is upon us, yes, as exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on. Okay, well, along those lines, you know, we have such a rich history here in the Pacific Northwest and being that you guys, you know, grew up here in the, in the Northwest and whatnot, and uh, you are a Pacific Northwest band as you are a Black Diamond band. <laughs> What's uh what's your favorite or favorite uh as far as Northwest bands of all time? And you can name a few, and it's you know it doesn't have to be bands that are current uh, of all time. Uh, Mike, let's start with you this time. What are your favorite Northwest bands or artists? Uh, you know, there's a there's a few local guys that completely out of genre for us, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, more along the folk side, like Damian Gerardo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you know. <laughs> It, it's Seattle, so it's, there's got to be some grunge in there, too. Yeah. Uh, talking the other night about, you know, being a little bit sick of Nirvana and, and whatnot, hearing it all the time. But that was a major influence for me in, in my younger years, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once, once you hear it the first well, I time. I took my kid to her first uh, rock show the other night at Real Art. Mm-hmm. And the bands that played were doing the same Nirvana covers we all did in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And That's great. It's just it never changes. Nope. It's a good place to cut your teeth on. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love that it's um that it's still alive, you know, and it's and it's like in it, it's just in the in the DNA of this of this area, yeah. you know, and 
and I could go, you know, a couple years without hearing like uh, in utero. And then I put it on and it just it's it hits good. me like it did, you know? Yeah. I yeah, mean, tr- for me, uh, I always was a big Mud Honey and Melvin's fan. Mm hmm. And um, there's a little known band called the forensics that I was into back in the day. Oh yeah. They were really hardcore. Yeah. They were, That's where, uh, you know, oh band that I got into as I got out of high school, Moss generator was a big one. Uh, but yeah, definitely mud honey and the Melvins for me were the two bigger ones. I can't believe you brought up the forensics. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, they're not as good as Shiloh. That's true. That's true. Shiloh or, actually played some shows. Or Animal Farm. All right. This is all getting cut out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh my No, God. definitely Melvin's and Mudhoney for me are the two big ones. And Tad. Yes. Heavy. He's still doing some great stuff as an engineer. He did that uh the last two or the two releases that Sorsha put out, and they're phenomenal. Yes. And that's we love them. We love playing with them. We just played with them last month. Oh, that's awesome. They're freaking yeah. great. They're great and great people. We love them. All right. So so now that we, you know, have some of the bases uh, covered as far as like some of your inspirations and stuff, where does the name Punish the Scribes come from? Is it uh, anything specifically or was it just a cool name? I think it's just kind of a cool name. It's a take on, you know, same kind of thing as K- Kill the Messenger or whatever. Oh, OK. Yeah. There you go. There you but, go. It was us trying to figure out a name when we decided to start playing shows Mm -hmm. and some different things thrown around. And one day, one of the things that got thrown around, we were standing outside smoking a cigarette here and Mike just said, what about punish the scribes? And all of us went, yep, that's it. Nice. So nothing too deep on it. You know, we like the way it sounds. It's kind of a kill the messenger thing. And it, yep. Right on. Well, we're actually going to we're going to go into one of the songs here. The cool. the first track from the album It's called The Blushing Crow. Again, the album's called The Ancients Judge the Folly of Man. It's out November 20th. Are you guys going to be playing any uh, record release shows or anything? Yeah. To- we are playing at the pig with Stricken. They walk among us and breath. So that'll be fun. Uh, what was that date? One more time. November 20th. November on the 20th. release. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we're going to go into it. A blushing crow. And uh, you got anything you want to say about this tune? No. All right. Let's listen. Let the music speak for itself. Here it is. It's Punish the Scribes here on Loud and Local. Stay home sessions.
That was a blushing crow by Punish the Scribes, a black diamond band. That's right. Black diamond band. Well, you could be a Tacoma band. I'll, I'm going to call you guys a Tacoma band because it seems like home base for you guys is Plaid Pig. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much because I work there. So I can yeah. kind of get. And we, you know, we, I, Waves and Radiation was a Tacoma band that I was in. So it's just kind of ended up being home base for me and kind of where the projects that I've associated with have, with, have claimed, if you will. Cool. Yeah. Right on. So aside from, um, you know, the, the Plaid Pig, are there any other places you guys are uh, fans of playing in the area or is, is it? We love playing Valley. That's always fun. Cool. Uh, fantastic venue um where else have we played new frontier was always fun yeah a lot of the places that i was playing that i really loved aren't around anymore we lost a lot of venues to the pandemic too so um which ones are (laughs) which ones are around and would i mean the comet was always fun i i've played so many places that i can't tell you of a place that i've played where i've been like you know what I don't like this place. Seattle area generally has pretty good venues. The Chuck, the Charleston out in Bremerton is an mm-hmm. awesome venue that does all ages still. Um, really love that place. Can't forget the OG Club Impact, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> now it's now the only one in Tacoma is real art. Everybody else is 21 and up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm curious about uh, a question that I will admit. I would love to hear if it's embarrassing and I will put myself out there on front street. My first CD I ever purchased was no doubt tragic kingdom. So no shame in my game in your guys's uh, world. What was the first tape CD record, whatever first form of music you ever purchased with your own money? Uh, I know exactly what it was. I bought it at Christian summer camp was DC talks free at last. All right. All right. and an audio adrenaline too. I, I was more my, of a newsboy's head personally, but yeah, <laughs> they had their thing. I think mine was Rubber Soul. Okay, that doesn't surprise me with your dad. A bit, a bit uh, more legit than DC Talk, but hey, yeah, I don't. Have, I can't say like Ah oh, Loveless was my first CD. No, yeah. I get DC Talk's free at last, and I'm all all all. I'll claim it proudly. <laughs> People are like, yeah, man, mine was Pantera. You're like DC talk, hardcore. It's yeah. all. Good. Hey, but that's the thing is like, we all start somewhere. I got into like, I listened to like deicide and like satanic. I was, I was in, I interviewed one of the guys from Zayo and I was yeah. like, dude, my mom got me a tooth and nail sampler. I got into Zayo and then I got into X toll. And then I got into just from looking at the bands that they think that started my journey. Yeah. We were cleaning up down here after uh, loading back in from our last show and found mm-hmm. an old uh, CD binder of Michael's and they had all those tooth and nail compilations yep. in it. Some even, you know, more underground from that scene stuff like yep. focused and focal point and oh, yeah. uh, living sacrifice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely my end to, you know, metal and hardcore was that stuff. Stave Saker. Yep. All those bands just reunited at that furnace fest. They did. Uh, uh, Michael's cousin and a friend of ours and I used to run a pedal company called smart people factory together. Okay. And, Dave Saker was one of our endorsees uh-huh. and 
stay in touch with those guys. And it's funny. I think the bass player from that band is like Zach Brown's tour manager now. Wow. So like they've, they've gone all over the place and I was bummed that I couldn't get out to go to that festival. Cause I think it was the same weekend we had the Dickies. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. And I wanted to see the Dickies. That was a blast. Nice dude. Over at uh plaid pig, the Dickies. Yep. yep. Did they play the killer clowns from outer space? Yes, they did. Awesome. It was great. They did that. Gigantor. That's killer. And, uh, I have the set list on the wall in my office now. But that was a great show, man. 14-year-old me was losing his mind running sound for that, going, oh, man, it's the Dickies. Uh, what, what, uh, if anyone's curious and, and they would love to record with you, do you do you uh, book your own appointments to or in your own sessions? Or do you work with someone else that... No, I, I do my own stuff. They can get a hold of me and find me on social media, Tristan McNabb. Uh, Mountain House Recordings is the place that I work out of. We have a website, mountainhouserecordings.com. Um, but generally, the best place to get a hold of me is either through social media or uh, you can send me an email to the band's email account at punishedscribes at gmail.com. That's an easy way to get a hold of me, too. Awesome. Well, uh, you guys have been, you know, playing with each other since, you know, you said you were 13 or been friends since 13, playing with each other for a long time as, as uh, you know, contributing artists and and whatnot. What's kept you guys like, uh, you know, not not, you know, uh, a lot of friendships come and go or, you know, but what's kept you guys tight? You know, what's kept you guys on the same level and, and being able to to coexist for so long? Well, our friend group is pretty mutual. You know, like his, like I was saying, his cousins and friends, like things like that, that we've stayed close with. So, and we've generally been in living close to each other. So, yeah. And we've always taken it pretty easy with yeah. stuff and not, you know, not a huge drive to get out and get stuff done and go on tour and, yeah. you know, make something of it. It's been a, a hobby and something enjoyable for us. So mm-hmm. not too much tension. Yeah. But, you know, it, off and on we saw each other for years you know as that goes when you're growing up and then Mm -hmm. uh i got done with a project and uh mike was having some changes in his life and Mm -hmm. had the space down here that we rehearse in and so we just started jamming together for the fun of it once a week and you know kind of like the weekly poker game if you will and then it be an actual project instead of just him and i we brought on a couple other people and have had some lineup changes through the years but uh, just consistently enjoy playing with each other. Uh, and we've been, we started playing guitar at the same time in junior high. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, we kind of know where each other's going to go. It's easy to read. You know, I know kind of what he's doing. He kind of knows what I'm doing, where we both come from. Totally. So it, it's a good fit. Awesome. Right on. Well, uh, I'm always curious about, you know, like relationships and, and collaboration and stuff. It sounds like you guys have a good thing going and it, a friendship as well as a, you know, musical yeah. collaboration thing. So, well, he's the level head and I'm the hothead. So oh. generally if I, something, he's the one to calm the situation down and take it, you know, we don't need conflict here, dude. So it works out. Uh, so being that you're both dads, what do your kids think of your heavy music? Uh, my two are into it. I have one who's really getting into metal and hardcore and punk and cool. Uh, she'll argue with you who the best black flag vocalist is. The other one could 
she thinks it's cool that her dad's in a band, but she's more into modern pop music and flyleaf that her mom's into and things like that. So they dig it, but they, you know, because generally we're playing 21 and up shows, neither of them have ever got to see us. And so we're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out in the next year so we can play some more ologist stuff and be able to let them come see it. Totally. Go play with pigs now. Yeah. Mine's always loved a lot of shows. I've had someone there to, uh, uh, video call it back um, so she could watch it on on some phone that you know stay up late at night and, and get to see yeah. her dad thought that was pretty cool but yeah she's she hasn't really gotten too much into the metal the other day it was uh, you know a little exciting when she's like hey dad you got to check out this new band I found the system of the down <laughs> check them <laughs> like, out amazing new band you found I like it that's awesome yeah. But yeah, so she she's getting there, getting out of the out of the K-pop phase, and uh, it, it'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you guys are are uh, mainly, and you know, I, I don't want to pigeonhole you, but you're mainly a an instrumental band. Is that correct? I mean, it really depends on the song. Okay. If if you know. We've been doing instrumental stuff since the days that we were in Freud in high school. There was always some element of that to what we did. Okay. And I exclusively instrumental bands and then doing, you know, getting to start playing cello in school and doing classical music and all that. Um, we just kind of take it as we write something. If we feel like there's a place vocal needs to go, we'll put it there. And if not, then we don't. This one, this record ended up being more instrumental than vocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next release that we tracked at the same time is a really long one song EP and that's got some vocals on it, but going forward, we'd like to do a little more, Um, you know, Mike and I tend to have some interesting intervals that we like to use for harmonies that aren't your Mm -hmm. typical things. So we'd like to explore a little more of that and a little more of the cleaner vibey stuff, but also, you know, we like kicking you in the head with some volume too. That's always fun. You guys recorded another album or another release at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we had these five songs done and we had learned this other nine minute song with Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting ready to do the record. So we figured if we were going to go ahead and track it, we might as well just bang all six out and get it done. And then we're ready to release the next one when it's ready. I think we have vocals and a few overdubs to finish on it and then we'll mix it. But you mentioned his name. Why don't we might as well let's shout him out for Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Myrick uh, played drums on this record. He uh, is playing with us for the show on November 20th. He filled in for us for the last show we played. Unfortunately, he is the drummer that's in every band in Tacoma. Yes. yes. So not available to join permanently, but we could not have made this record without him. Uh, his interpretation of the drum parts for these songs is phenomenal. Uh, he's great to work with in the studio, super uh, coachable and just a phenomenal player, man. The guy, we love him to death and he's a fantastic human being. We can't thank him enough. And his other bands, you know, all of them, uh, Command, Toxic Rain, Hellas, Ghost Blood and Fishy Mushroom. So check those guys out too, because their drummer is killer. It's cool to hear him doing something that's not just, you know, heavy, fast thrash. You know, it's cool to yeah, hear him adding to a little bit. Jazz. Like he is 
that's where he got his start was playing in jazz band in school and he can do all that stuff. That's awesome. And we heard him, you know, just goofing around down here, do stuff where we were like, I had no idea you could play that way. Cause you always see him doing super fast thrash stuff. So mm-hmm. it was fun to see him stretch out. We know that he had a blast getting to do this. So, you know, we wish he could join permanently, but not until we, you know, eliminate all other bands that he's in. <laughs> And assassins are expensive. Yeah, you're not supposed to say that on tape, dude. What? It's digital. <laughs> I think that's okay. I'll yeah. cut out that part or something. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> no, we. it was such a pleasure to get to do this project with him, man. And like I said, it wouldn't have been possible without him. He really mm-hmm. stepped uh, to the plate right after the pandemic shutdowns happened. We were, nobody was sure what was going to happen. And we were supposed to open for moss generator and you're the cobra that uh in may of that year and uh things happened with our former drummer and we just had to end it and johnny came on and stepped up to the plate and it's been incredible that's awesome man well shout out to johnny uh we're gonna go into a, a song here to end the interview but uh before we do i got my weird question that i like to ask every band and every musician that i talk with uh, it is the trademark question. So if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. Uh, I have two big giant scars on my ankle from okay. when I'm in three places last October and had to be put back together with Terminator parts. What the hell happened? Uh, <laughs> we moved yeah. about before we moved moving stuff around or two weeks after we got into the place i uh stepped over something and caught my foot and went down on it and that's getting old getting old yeah his brother did the exact same thing like two weeks before that and and then like a you know a couple days later i did it to me you were probably laughing at him. You're like, hey, hey. and then it happens yeah. to you. You're like, no. And that's what I get. Karma's a bitch sometimes. Mike, what about you, man? What's your scar? What, what's it all about? Uh, I have a scar on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a babysitter when I was, I don't know. I was pretty young. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, was supposed to go to bed. I decided to come back downstairs with a cape on and a pair of underwear over my head. Mm-hmm. Being a super of some sort and uh she was not happy about that and gave me a little push and said go back to bed fell tripped the corner on the wall split my head wide open child uh, abuse yeah you know pretty much i figured that my you know she called up my aunt and uncle they came over and kept applying a bandage to it and the you know trying to pull it back together just getting hair stuck in it so ripping it back off and ripping it back off jesus (laughs) <laughs> probably more traumatic for the babysitter than anyone else, but absolutely yeah. don't tip them. Uh, <laughs> gnarly. Okay, man. Well, I, I like your scar stories and, and we, we like the tunes and we, you can go see them uh, play some of these songs uh, again, November 20th at the plaid pig. What were the, what were the other bands you were playing with? Uh, stricken. They walk among us and breath. Awesome. Again, that's cool. a pl- plaid pig in South Tacoma way. What, what were you saying, Tristan? My bad all really cool heavy bands that we love we just played with breath a month ago they're from portland and they're a two-piece bass and drum duo that are amazing awesome 
Uh, is there going to be physical versions of this, like on CD, or is yep. it just a digital? They're available right now on our Bandcamp page. Um, we have physical CDs. We're talking about vinyl, but with the supply chain problems right now, mm. it's your weight for vinyl pressing. Yeah, and 2023 maybe. Yeah, we weren't willing to drop a couple grand to wait for a year right now, so we're going to yeah. do this run of 100, and then once that sells out, we'll decide if we're going to do another run and then go from there. Right on, guys. Well, uh, we look forward to the show. And again, album is going to be available uh, t- November 20th. Uh, the Ancients Judge, The Folly of Man. Uh, we got, uh, we're got. we going to jump into it right now. Surus, any final words before we jump into this one? Uh, I mean, it's we've enjoyed making the record. We're happy to finally have it out. Can't wait for everybody to hear it. Right on. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tristan. Thank you, Kevin. Here's Surus. It's Loud and Local. Stay home sessions.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 